Free Talk Live. It is the Tuesday edition. We're kicking off hour number one, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line for you. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free. Still sort of recovering from a uh, website crash we had last week. Just about everything's back up and running with the exception, I think, of the amplifier credit card secure page. It is just not up at all. It's not like it's unsecured. It's just not there. So we're working on getting that back online for you. Um, but otherwise, everything else is free and fun and uh, freetalklive.com. So, Mark, last night we had uh, quite a show. It was an awesome show. Uh, it was call after call after call. A lot of people calling in from a law enforcement forum uh, where there'd been a bit of a conflict over the weekend. We had a variety of conversations covering everything from the war on drugs to weapons confiscation. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of the highlights was actually toward the end of the show where we actually got one cop who started out saying that he supported gun rights, he supported the Second Amendment, and ended up saying that, well, under the right circumstances, he would follow orders to confiscate Americans' firearms. Well, um, and, yeah, the, the circumstances being something like what happened with Katrina. Um, and, you know, the, the funny thing is, is... Or whatever the emergency situation is. You know, when it comes to those circumstances, that's when I need my gun. And, yep. you know... I understand that cops might be in danger because there might be criminals out there shooting at them, mm-hmm. but I might be in danger because there's, if there's criminals out there shooting at cops, they're willing to shoot at me, too. Sure. Um, you know, if they're looting in the street. I don't know why people would be sticking around in um, New Orleans, Louisiana. I would have left my stuff and let the insurance take care of it and, mm-hmm. you know, may not have ever come back. The whole idea of living 10 feet under sea level seems pretty stupid to me. <laughs> but I don't know why they were there, but they were, and it was their property, and they should be able to keep their guns on their property. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. The conflict has sort of continued throughout the day as I've just been checking in periodically with their forum. And a lot of their people came over to the Free Talk Live forums and registered and uh, got into some debates and conversation. Good. That's with, what it's for. The BBS it, right. is for debate and conversation. Right. And uh, we haven't banned anybody. Um, they've banned a number of our listeners from I their think, form, and that's fine. That's I think their that business. They, yeah, you know, there's this more cop party um, over there, right. and that's kind of how, the, how they see it. You know, um, we have our little cop section, and then we have the other section. So if you want to be really nice to cops, you can come to the other section. But if you want to disagree with us, you know, elsewhere, overall, we're not for that. Overall, everything so. was, was pretty cur- everyone was pretty courteous to one another. Uh, on the air and uh, off the air, the sparks have been flying a little bit in the forums. But uh, but beyond that, I think we had some good conversations with people. But the one thing that the cops, uh, the police, continue to come back to, and they they always go back to this, is when we make an accusation or uh, complain about them enforcing a particular law, like in the case of the war on drugs or confiscating guns. The excuse is always, well, I'm just doing my job. Mm-hmm. Or um, it's a, a, a larger portion of that excuse is, well, the American people have voted on this. This is, this is how right. the American people want it, and I am to do that. If you don't like the law, you should go and change mm-hmm. it, say they. You know, and I, I, my opinion on that is um, we're not a democracy. The Constitution, which um, these police swore an oath to, it, is, it doesn't set up a democracy. It doesn't say the American people get to vote on anything, it, except for um, putting elected representatives in place. And then 
it puts in place a lot of strictures on those elected those rep- represent what they can and can't do. A huge amount. It doesn't put strictures on the American people. It puts the strictures on the elected officials. But the problem is, and we've talked certainly talked to plenty uh, plenty about the Constitution. The problem is those strictures aren't worded very strictly, no. and they allow for interpretation, and therefore these big government judges and Republicans and Democrats are interpreting it to mean, well, times have changed, and now we things just aren't the same as they were in the 1700s, so now but we should the, have more government. Need, what we need to do is we need to have a public ceremony where we set the Constitution on fire. Because if it's not any good anymore, we shouldn't be living by it. Yeah, but then Americans the would su- get upset. If this is the supreme law of the land, then we need to, to work by it. This, it's the rules or it's not the rules. But you can't say, well, we're pretending it's the rules, but we're not actually using them as the rules. Well, they're saying that's pretty that darn confusing. They're saying they're using them. They're just saying that all these searches and seizures are completely reasonable. It's the right of the people to be secure in their persons and property and effects. From unreasonable search and seizure. See, they're just going to say, well, you think it's unreasonable, but we, the government, believe it is reasonable. Yeah, well, and you elected us here, so you know what? It's all your fault. I didn't elect any of them But that's what there. they claim. They but, claim that you, you, you played a part, you went and voted, and so that, that's it. But You're you see, in. the thing is, is this Bill of Rights guarantees me... Outlines my rights. Whether or not the government says I have those rights or not is superfluous. When the government says I no longer have rights, um, unless they've been taken away away from me due to a crime, then all they're doing is they've become a group of thugs. A group of thugs. They're a gang. Because that's what a gang does. A gang takes people's rights away. They, you know, take their property. They take their life. um, And those are the things they do. Once you start taking away my right... That's what. That's all you're doing. You're operating well, as a gang. T- they're going to take offense to being uh, portrayed in that way because they will. They'll come right back and say, "Well, you know what? If you hadn't voted for these people, they wouldn't have created these laws." And but we I wouldn't didn't be vote for them. Right, but somebody did, and that gives somebody them for did a hundred years ago. Right. Well, for some reason, because some people went out and voted for a bunch of bad politicians, that makes the laws that those bad politicians create a okay. Mm-hmm. We don't question the laws. Now, to be fair to them, some yeah, of them. Here's, hold on. To be fair to them, some of them do on their own person, uh, personal, uh, whatever, their personal moral system or whatever, they will make the decisions on an individual basis as to whether or not to enforce those laws. That, sure they do. Okay, that I appreciate. I know there are some of them out there that are that way. Thank goodness. But what I'd like to see happen is for police officers to essentially judge the law itself before they decide to go ahead and enforce it. Because I think that the police officers are sort of empowering the politicians. The politicians know they have these, this group of cops out there that are going to do whatever it is, pretty much almost whatever it is they ask them to. And if the police were to just simply say, you know, as a group, um, basically come out to, you know, new laws passed, the police could come out and say, yeah, mm, no, we're not going to enforce that law. That's a violation of the Constitution. We're sworn to uphold that. Uh, it's a vi- not just a violation of the Constitution, but a violation of individual liberty. And I think that. We need to have police that care more about helping people than they care about enforcing the law, because that seems to be what they're all about. And yes, they are law enforcement officers, and I think that needs to change. I think we need to have peace officers, officers that exist only to uh, assist when called to help somebody protect their property or their person, their life, from force or fraud by somebody else. They should be out there helping people, not enforcing dumb laws. It doesn't help uh, marijuana smokers to arrest 700,000 of them every year. All it does is helps fill the coffers of the local municipal governments. 
and that's really it. Yep. Hey, let's just make ourselves a little richer and confiscate your car, too, without a trial. Mm. I mean, now, back that one up. Yeah, we didn't even uh, touch on yeah. uh, asset comp or uh, asset forfeiture. It's, it, it, gets, it gets really complicated. The, the war on drugs has been going on for 30 years. Now, there's a lot more drugs out there and a lot more people pushing the drugs. So one could say it's the war on drugs that are, in fact, making drugs grow. I mean, the evidence is it points in that direction. Just a few moments before the show, you mentioned drugs and pushers. Uh, one of the guys on the law enforcement forums said, well, all we have to do is just kill all the pushers, and that'll solve the problem. No, because then there'll just be more pushers. And then you get to, get to kill some more people, and then, you know, more pushers. And the fact yeah. is, all you're going to do is drive up the price. And it's I, and Marijuana I understand, is worth too much. You don't have to understand economics to become a police officer. It's just not a requirement. But if they did... Well, most Americans the, don't understand economics. I know that. But if more if they if they did understand basic economics, they would understand that no, it doesn't matter how even many laws they pass. Even economists don't question the war on drugs like they should. Yeah. The fact is, people just accept that. Well, drugs are bad, and I would I, I'm willing to go a little distance with you on that. Um, I, I mean, I'm not willing to say just make a sweeping statement drugs are bad, but I'm willing to go a little distance with you. You know, mm -hmm. um, drugs may be a speed bump on the road to success, but so is alcohol. Why in the world is marijuana illegal and um, alcohol is legal? I can't figure out one reason for that. That's an excellent question. Um, I mean, it has something to do with racism, uh, text, the textile industry mm -hmm. combined in the 1930s. Yeah, it has a whole bunch of that stuff. Some and politically, uh, some see the the, the cops can't. They, they don't even bother to care to look into the reasons why some of these right. laws were passed. Marijuana was passed because some people didn't like black people and Hispanic people, and Dupont. Uh, didn't want any hemp competing with their textile uh, business. It was a political thing, more than anything else. Yeah, you know, hemp. <laughs> hemp's a great alternative to. Well, uh, we got an email in from one of the police officers listening to the show, and uh, he's actually pretty supportive of what we're talking about. Plus, you've got something about how cops are not supposed to just just do their jobs. We'll get into it. Your calls as well about anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the packet8.net toll-free lines. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free. And that includes the bulletin board system. We've got over 140,000 posts, over 1,300 people interacting, and it's a lot of fun. There's serious issues being discussed there, fun stuff as well. you find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com and, like everything else on our website, it is completely free. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Well, the police on the police forums uh, con continue to suggest that we just leave the country and go somewhere else. Oh, that's always um, the backup plan. Right. Yeah, because America wasn't, you know, founded for freedom, and, and they don't have anything. Well, they believe you know, they're they, not they, supposed to be securing that or anything. Well, no, they believe they are free, and uh, we're just a bunch of complaining whiners, so we should just leave. Great. Now, and, then, um, if, if you're free, try to go across the border without, uh, you know, a passport try to uh smoke a joint in your own home um you know somebody would have to know about it yeah um try to there's just a, a variety of things that are illegal that shouldn't be that ride a motorcycle without a helmet yeah at, at least some states. in 49 of the states try to drive a car without a seatbelt. well these are some of the reasons why no we haven't decided to leave the country but oh, we have if decided. i was free i wouldn't have to pay taxes because Mm. That's just ridiculous. We actually got into taxes today on the law enforcement forums. Um, somebody brought it up, and I suggested that 
uh, you know, I of course pointed out that it's just it's wrong. Um, it, it's violence. You're you're forcing me to pay taxes at the threat of taking my house. And of course, uh, these cops who tend to have a conservative bend, one of them started talking about the fair share. And isn't that collectivist uh, terminology? Mm-hmm. Communism. Fair share. Pinko, the, socialist, Russian the, communism. The suggestion, of course, is that I owe society a certain percentage of my income mm-hmm. simply because I own property or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, um, no, I didn't consent and I don't agree to these rules. And just because I did vote doesn't mean that I wanted this. And it doesn't mean that people should be able to foist this violent right. system upon me. You know, democracy. Let's let's look at democracy real quick. Democracy is it sucks. It's really yeah. crappy. It's two wolves and a sheep deciding on what's for dinner. And yeah, well, the sheep's going to vote. I mean, yeah. hey, hey, please hey, don't eat me. Please. Uh, uh, we're we're having uh, let grass for yeah. dinner. <laughs> but the wolves say, um, let's have sheep. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. Now, if uh, and this is an example that I use on a pretty regular basis, and, and people don't seem to get it. I don't know. Maybe I've got to work on it a little bit. But if everybody in my community voted to take away all my money and all my property and give it to the poor people, yeah, that's the sort of thing that people like to do. They like to take care of poor sure, people. Sure. And they, they think, whatever reason, I'm a bad guy. They want to take all my stuff away. They want to sell off my house and you know take all my property, give it to the poor people. Should they be able to do that? Well, I don't think so. You don't think so, but if you look at this whole collectivist mentality, this property tax concept, this um, you know, the, the whole idea of taxes in general, mm-hmm. that's yes, that's what people do think. They think that society, they think that all the people that when they vote that they can't possibly do anything wrong, but they can take my property away from me and give it to somebody else. This hasn't happened in American society, thank God, because we still have a little vestige of the constitution, a vestige of the um, Bill of Rights. But the fact is, that's what democracy could very well give you. It's true. Why? It, it's, as a matter of fact, why not? Um, shouldn't we be able to uh, you know, vote to cut off all the heads of all the black people? I suppose you, you could possibly vote for that. Why? Uh, I obviously it, wouldn't. But. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I'm, just, I'm just saying it's it, clearly there's a, a bunch of people around that don't like black people. Um, there's probably communities in America where... You could say, you could pretty much say anything about um, let's do something bad to black people. And would, get support. Would, I mean, would this be right? No, it's not. It's because democracy stinks. What's right is me having my rights as a human being. Yes, Life, liberty, and property. We, we have to work together, in my opinion. We have to have police. I just don't think, I know you don't agree with me, I just don't think that... Um, you know, we need this war on drugs, and I think, I think the war we, on drugs has really messed up the relationship between police and the Americans. Yeah, now, the police wonder why people come into their forum and are angry towards them. Mm-hmm. The police wonder why people spit in their food. The police wonder why um, people call them names. And it has a lot to do with the way they treat people. It has a lot to do with the laws that they are insisting on enforcing on others. But it, yeah, it, 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 it's they wouldn't be treating people if it wasn't for this war on drugs. They wouldn't be treating them in the manner that they do. It's created a hostility from the public. I mean, sixty percent of Americans have smoked pot. Oh no, it's like thirty percent that admit it. Thirty percent admit it. I, I think, think it's fifty percent of parents have admitted to it. Okay, because we're cutting out the old people or right. something. 
I see. And 30% of all Americans admit to it. But it's a tremendous, and, and the younger you go, the bigger the percentage is. You're talking about a pr- tremendous percentage of Americans, 18 million pot smokers arrested in the past two decades. Yeah, and, you know, I just, and people I, people don't like the idea that they could be thrown in jail for what it is that they like to do. Yeah, they and might just resent that idea. Most police don't, do not like the idea of throwing people in um, jail for marijuana in general because they have smoked marijuana, know somebody who smoked marijuana. Shouldn't they be taking their girlfriend and tossing her in the clink if they know? Well, they well, don't really. Give them a pass. They're not going to do it. And it's and, easier to throw somebody believe, you don't know in jail. I don't believe they're wrong for not doing it. I think they're right for not doing it. But they need to look at that and then realize, hey, I've got a double standard. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We got to go to the phones. We're going to get into an email from a cop here in a moment. But yep. uh, Jarvis is on the line on the amplifier line, and Jarvis was waiting so patiently throughout a good chunk of the show yesterday. And I guess you just had to give up at some point. Uh, Jarvis, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, it was a great show. You know, it's probably your best uh, single issue show in a long time. It's really better than the uh, last one about uh, Mark's so-called cult. <laughs> yeah, so what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, go back to something from your Thursday and Friday where you're talking about flat-screen TVs with relation to Black, uh, Black Friday and stuff. Okay. And uh, Mark said he uh, was kind of thinking about getting one. And uh, I just wanted to let people know about something that you're not going to find a lot in uh, stores like Circuit City or uh, Best Buy and stuff. I don't really understand why, but um, projector TVs uh, get you a lot bigger screen for a lot uh, better money. That's what I have. When you say projector TV, you mean a front screen projector or a rear? uh, No, I mean mean something that you put the projector on the other side of the room and it's trying to go onto a wall. You can get a screen if you want. I think those are getting getting more and more popular, and I've seen them sold at Best Buy, and I think that you know, they're certainly sold at the more higher-end sort of home theater-style so, uh, stores. But, yeah, if you really want a crazily big screen, uh, projectors are the way to go. But don't the bulbs die I mean, out in those people... faster? What's that? Uh, don't the bulbs die yeah. out in those faster? I, I don't know. I mean, I've had mine for three years, and the bulbs still working fine. And, uh, you know, they're, they're much cheaper than the uh, than the other kind of big screens, like the plasmas or the, uh, the back screen projections and stuff like that. And you the... get a really good one for about... $1,500. Yeah, they're they're coming uh, down in price just like the, the are, flat screens are Are they as, well. as detailed? I mean, are, are they as crisp as uh, some of these plasmas I've seen? They they are absolutely as crisp. The one thing is they're not quite as bright. Like they don't make their own light or reflection off the wall. Uh, so you do need to you know, get shades to darken. Yeah, you got to have a dark bit. room for a projector for sure. I see. Uh, but, uh, and especially so the what, further you throw and the bigger your screen, the less light you're going to need. Uh, from the projector. Right, cool. Thank you for the suggestion, Jarvis. We appreciate it, man. 800-259-9231 is the Packet 8 toll-free line. So just another option uh, for those of you that might be shopping around for some home theater needs here uh, this holiday season. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. People want to talk about juries and cops, and we got uh, an email from a cop. This is your show. You can bring up whatever you want. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231, the Packet 8 toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The Free Talk Live store is open for business, store.freetalklive.com. And I'm being informed 
by the man who runs this store, our very own Johnson, that the shipping is being done. Those who pre-ordered way back in, uh, uh, I guess it was August when we were doing the pre-orders, the, the products have been manufactured. They have come in, and Johnson went to the shipping location today. They will be shipping out either today or tomorrow via trackable uh, UPS or FedEx. Uh, we decided to go, which would, which uh, with, I don't know, we, I, there was some sort of factor in there that allowed us to go with FedEx, which we couldn't do before. So either way, you're going to have a trackable order um, emailed to you, and uh, you'll get your uh, very nice products. In fact, Johnson told me. I can't me, wait. Yeah, he told me that he was uh, really impressed because we haven't seen him yet. No. Um, he's down in, in Connecticut. He's moved up from Florida to Connecticut as sort of a uh, halfway point to the free state. He's in uh, Connecticut now? Yeah, he's in Connecticut living with family. He's going to go to school for a little bit and then he's going to come up here. But um, anyway, he's got the stuff all packaged it. up. He says it's really high-quality stuff, and he's really impressed cool. uh, with uh, with all of the products. So looking forward to getting my hands on them as well, because he's going to ship a package for us, too. So head over to store.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live t-shirts, hats, uh, DVD Classic Archive sets, and more. By the way, um, point of information on the DVD Classic Archive sets. I had an error, one of our listeners, asking about some of the old Free Talk Live promos, because we, from time to time, come up with like a 60-second promo for the show, and uh, back in the day, in the original days of Free Talk Live, when we were just a local show, we had a whole bunch of promos back then, and some of those promos are on our website, but not all of them, and it's because they, the ones that I didn't put up on the site are sort of kind of too risque, like I didn't want program directors hearing these pro- those promos uh-huh. and thinking that that's the kind of show we are today, because... It's not so much like that anymore, but all of all of the old classic promos, including the more uh, risque ones, are on the DVD classic archive set. So that's just one of the, the other bonuses that you're going to get if you pick that up over at store.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, to, uh, let's see, Matt in Illinois, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello? Hello, Matt. What's on your mind? Hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. Hey. You guys had an interesting show last night. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to... To say, uh, I heard you guys talking about how police uh, shouldn't uh, enforce laws if they think they're wrong. I want to remind just your general citizens, just your concerned citizens, that they got a great power if they could put on a jury and you have a marijuana case in front of you, all you got to do is vote not guilty. Keep yeah, that is all guilty. you have to do. It's called jury nullification, and it's... It, it it works. I mean, that's sort of how prohibition got stopped um, back in the 20s and 30s. But now the judges warn against it. They say, you know, you citizens down there beneath me are uh, obligated to to interpret the law, decide if these people have uh, violated the law, and then come back with a guilty or innocent. They, they don't say anything about right. whether or not you think the law is right or wrong. I mean, they're pretty... They steer people away from that pretty heavily. If you even so as mention it in a judge's courtroom, uh, most of them are very unfriendly towards that idea, and you could possibly get a, like a contempt of court charge for even bringing it up. But yes, if you are aware of the fact that you can nullify, then you still can nullify. Um, it's just you've got to be careful about telling the other jurors about that, because then you can be, I guess, charged with jury tampering, and uh, who knows what they'll throw at you for that. Right. I, I recently uh, was on jury duty uh, here in Illinois, and uh, I, I didn't get to hear a case, but I was completely aware of uh, of jury nullification mm-hmm. and how it worked. And as I said, all you have to do is simply say, no, he's not guilty. I don't think he's guilty. You don't say why. Right. You don't say, I'm trying to get rid of this law. This law. You just say, I think he's not guilty. 
But what happens when they what what do you say when the jurors the other jurors come back and come back at you and say well wait a minute there's evidence that shows that he had marijuana in his possession I mean he was caught with marijuana on his person how can you say he's not guilty it says very clearly here that the possession of marijuana shall be punished with a five year penalty or one year in jail you know if you want to try to explain it depending on your circumstances go on go ahead but if if it was me and I was trying to uh, to, to nullify the law, just didn't think the law was right. I'm not going to say I just don't think the law is right. I'm, I'm just going to say I don't believe he's guilty. You're just going to stand maybe for I him. think you, yeah, you know, the, the best thing I could say is maybe it was planted on it by the police. Mm. Prove to me that it wasn't planted on him by the police or something to that effect. Yeah, I kind of like, I kind of like just the standing firm. I mean, you're just going to frustrate him. You're going to hang the jury and, uh, and that'll be it. But then they'll just retry him, won't they? I guess I if enough people know. are doing I, I really don't know what the what the law states on that. Really? But I guess if it's... you've done that, you've made your statement. That's and you've true. taken your stand. And um, if you're going to take responsibility, this is one way that an individual citizen can take responsibility for the laws of the land. You're if right he doesn't believe that. in that law, it's a way that they can take responsibility for Great it. Great point, Matt. Thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 1-800-259-9231. I like it. And we're huge fans of jury nullification. I've even done FIJA Outreach. That's the Fully Informed Jury Association. And you can go to their website at FIJA.org, which they finally revamped. It took them forever. They they had this website that looked like it was <laughs> made in 1998 and hadn't been changed up until this year. But I think they've finally redone it, and it looks good. And it's, a, it's an organization dedicated to getting information into the hands of potential jurors so they can educate them uh, about jury nullification. Now, if... If it's a if it's more than just Matt or more than just you that's nullifying. For instance, if you nullify a case and then they retry the guy and uh, you don't have somebody nullify the next case, then it's not going to make much of a difference. Mm. But if you keep getting people on juries that are going to continually nullify and nullify and nullify, so it's really uh, really important to outreach and to share yeah. jury, jury nullification with as many people as possible so we can get people to do that. The other factor is that people need to take their cases to trial because if people just plea out, then you'll never have the chance to nullify. It's absolutely true. Um, you know, this is... Jury nullification is a huge education product, um, project for the American mm-hmm. people. I, I, I don't have much hope for it, quite honestly. And if I was on a jury, you can believe I'd do it. But um, how many how many Americans care? Not not many. Ten percent don't want to go on a jury. Right, ten percent, and then you know they don't want to go. And essentially, what you're looking at here is just trying to educate everybody about something they don't want to know about. Plus, you've got to get through the voir dire process as well if you even want to be on that jury. Mm-hmm. And in that case, there's uh, in, jur- in the jury selection process, it's even hard to get through because if you're even honest about your belief system to these people, depending on the questions, right. it depends on where you live. There's different questions depending on where you live that they ask you as a potential juror. But one of the questions they do tend to ask is, are you a member of any clubs or organizations? Right. Do you, so what's a, what magazines do you subscribe to? And they want to look at, it, at you as a person and say, hmm libertarian no we don't want him on this jury kick him off and you know, then again, then you've got the other people that respond to jury duty the ones that are the crime fighters the ones that want to go in there and convict people those are those tend to be the people that really want to go in there and do that so they're going to be more likely to pick people like that on on juries which is why it's important not only to go and serve on juries when you're given the opportunity uh, or the draft whichever one you want to call it to go and serve but also 
um, Fiji suggests that you withdraw your membership from any organizations that you have at that time and then rejoin those other those um, organizations after your jury duty is over. You know, I, the it's my uh, belief system that if somebody asks you a question that's none of their business, that you're allowed to lie to them. Yeah, you could just say, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot I was in uh, these organizations. You know, I, I mean, that, if you really wanted to cover your people, butt, that's uh, all. People love to ask you questions that are none of their business. And, you know, um, oftentimes it can be one of those situations where if you say, well, I just don't care to answer that question right now, then the answer is yes or no. I mean, I don't know what the, you know, I'm, I, I would have to come up with a scenario and explain it, but, it, but people know that there are circumstances where it's very difficult to say yes or no. Um, you just have to lie in order to get uh, your your point across. And and if the prosecutor wants to know what what um, what clubs I'm a member of, none of your business, pal. But that's only going to get me kicked off the jury. Yeah, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think one of the most effective things you can do to spread the word about jury nullification, besides telling friends, is to organize a group of people to to stand out in front of the courthouse during jury selection as the jurors are streaming into the courthouse and hand them. Fully informed jury association literature on a regular basis. Otherwise, you're not going to have much of an effect. More is on the way. You take control of the airwaves. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That is the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And get registered now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd through the 25th of 2007. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum for more information to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. And don't forget to visit Free Talk Live online at freetalklive.com. All of the features there, we give them away. And that does include archives, an entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the site. Easy downloading, no membership fee, no jumping through hoops. You just go and get them for free at freetalklive.com as we go to the phones to the fun. Dave in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Dave. Oh, you guys are generous today. Generous? Yes, for letting me, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm sorry I dropped. Oh, well, okay, you're back. Well, nobody else oh. would have known that you had dropped, Dave, had you not oh, said oh, it. Oh, okay, all right. So all right. let's go ahead. What's on your mind? Well, anyway, um, uh, I wanted to let you know that this, uh, I guess this Time Magazine article that they did on the Free State Project maybe a month or two ago mm-hmm. uh, must have borne some secondary fruit because the South Korean Broadcasting uh, Network, the TV network for South Korea, is doing a story on us this week. Really? Interesting. Um, yeah. Are they sending cameras over here from South Korea? Well, not exactly. I think they have a bureau in Washington or in uh, New York. I see. And they're going to, um, uh, one of their, their crews is going to come up. And apparently, fantastic. the thing that they're most—the thing that they're most excited about—is guns. They want to see people with guns. <laughs> <laughs> can they? Uh, do, can they not have guns in South Korea? Correct. They—they they have strict gun control there. I, uh, I don't even think they're allowed to have them in their homes, which is just crazy, you know, because that's a country that's under nuclear threat. You know, they could have civilization taken away from them tomorrow, mm-hmm. and be down to you know fighting with sticks and stones, and but they won't yeah, allow wow. people to, to even have a firearm in their house. That's amazing. Maybe some mace. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that'll be better. I, there's certainly no shortage of guns around here for them to uh, to take shots of, so or to um, take video of. So I think they're going to have a good time. That's true. Oh, and I found another way, another good way to make use of a V mask. Mm, 
V for Vendetta uh, mask, yeah. Well, what I like I like to do is I just I just make it into uh, my my driving buddy. I I, I just uh, I, I wrap it around the seat next to me mm-hmm. so that it's facing you know the the road ahead, just like I am. <laughs> so anybody that drives by can see the V. It's, That's not a bad idea. Looks, looks like I'm driving with V. Yeah, it's better than just hanging it up at home like mine are. They're just sort of hanging here in the studio. So that's that's a pretty good idea, Dave. I might uh, take I might do that in our vehicle. Yeah. So what else is on your mind? Anything else? Well, there is some other stuff going on. It's kind of interesting. I went to Joel uh, Winder's recount today. Wait, wait a minute. What? Did, he won. Yeah, he did. He won by a, a comfortable margin, but there was still a recount, mainly I think because some other candidates were uh, were contesting some. They were contesting against other people besides Joel. I see. So what, but did I you go for, just to, like, take a, take a look-see at the whole process, or is that the point? Uh, yeah, I was just basically there to um, uh, observe and get information. What we're trying to do is data mine some data from the whole thing and find out um, what we can learn from it to help with future elections. Very good. Well, I'm sure more people will be winning here in the future in New Hampshire. And, uh, Dave, we appreciate the call as always. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. The toll-free packet eight line. That's 1-800-259-9231 to, I believe this is Ansher in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark? That's correct. What's on your mind, Ansher? Um, hello. This is the first time I've ever, ever called into a radio. But my, my uh, concern is it's extremely unusual at this point in time in the Middle East um, this may be interesting to your viewers, that the head of the Roman Catholic Church, the Pope, is in Turkey heading, meeting with its leader. The Iraq president is in Iran right now. Bush and the prime minister of Iraq is in uh, Jordan tomorrow. Uh-huh. Cheney is in Saudi Arabia. It's a very, very unusual time for all of those leaders to be together all at one time, and I was wanting to know if your listeners would like to call in. They're on the same subcontinent. That's not really together, is it? But they're around in one big circle. Uh What's the relevance? So the shape that they're in on the globe? Well, the relevance is uh, could there or is there something something going down? What would make you believe that something's going down exactly? Well, it has to do something with our administration. Hmm. Or it could just be coincidence. Thanks for the uh, call, Andrew. We appreciate it. Coincidences don't happen. Okay. Sure they don't. 1-800-259-9231. Well, I don't think that uh, you can always look at something and just just call it chance, but nor can you always look at something and, and you know rule out the possibility. Right. To say that coincidences don't happen sure is they do. ludicrous. <laughs> happen all the time. I mean... That's why the word came up. Yeah, they made the word coincidence because coincidences happen. And um, it's not all conspiracy, Ancher. Even if we did speculate on it, we're only going to be wrong because right. we don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's just pure imagination. <laughs> and if someone else speculates on it, they're wrong too. Oh, besides, even if we speculated on it and we were right, so then we were right. Woo! What we do? What they do? We're going to do like a Rush Limbaugh and pat ourselves on the back for the next five years? <laughs> What's the point of all that? If something's going to go down, it'll go down, and we'll find out when it does, right? Because even if we if we speculate, and even if we are right, which is very unlikely, as you pointed out, then is it going to affect the situation? Is our speculation, is Free Talk Live speculation going to somehow stop it from happening? No. Not really. So bring me something relevant. 800-259-9231. Uh, like the emails that we got in here, Mark, uh, let's go to the email about the cops doing their jobs. This is the, They just love to say, oh, we're just following the law. It's our job to enforce the law. Well, is it? Well, um, Mike, 
uh, Mike writes in, and he's he's mean to all of us. Um, overall, I don't think Ian and Mark are doing a very good job of zeroing in on the Nuremberg defense issue. They're doing a pretty good job of bringing up the Nuremberg, just doing our jobs issue, but they're missing this. All executive branch officers are sworn to uphold the Constitution first, not statutes or court decisions. The reason that we have a separate branch, um, we have a separate branch to execute the statutes is because the officers of that branch are required to veto any law that they deem violates the state or federal Constitution according to their own understanding and conscience. But they don't give them Constitution classes. My uh, my old girlfriend's sister... And if they did do that, they're fired. They're gone. Bam. What do you mean? Well, if a cop says, I'm not arresting somebody for uh, marijuana anymore. Like, I've, I've done that. All I'm going to do that, and I think it's wrong, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. Okay. You're out of here, pal. You're gone. Now, if... Could they get 20% fired for that? of the force? Yes, Ian. They okay. could get fired for that. They don't get fired for shooting the head off of a family dog. That's because it's their job to shoot family dogs. I see. That's what their superiors want them to do. They want Following them to bust orders. into the house gotcha. and shoot the dog. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's sick and it's weird, but unfortunately, that's what they've got going. But if they were to say, "No, I'm not enforcing marijuana laws anymore. I, I just, I'm, yeah. I'm not comfortable with it doing it." They're out the door. Mm. Now, if 20% of the cops did it. That'd be great. But I know that I don't trust 20% of the American people to stop paying income tax. Sure. So I'm going to continue to pay my income tax, even though I think it's wrong. And in the same way that, you know, police probably continue to um, enforce marijuana laws, even though they know they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, and they don't really look at it as right and wrong. They probably just say, it. Eh, we shouldn't enforce them. But anyway, um, the federal constitution and nearly all the state constitutions have, ni- um, have Ninth Amendment-type language, which retain to the people all other rights not enumerated in the bills, bills of rights. Hence, police officers are sworn not to enforce drug laws because they violate individual rights guaranteed by the state and federal bills of rights. Yes, but that would, again, that would require some sort of understanding of the constitution, which, what do you think? One percent of America has some sort of an understanding of the of the Constitution. I mean, like a real good understanding of it. I don't think that. I don't even claim to have a really good understanding of the Constitution. I don't know. I know it better than a lot of people. I don't know. But I certainly can't cite, you know, Article Two, Section Three. I can't cite what that says. I don't know it that well. Well, it depends on what your understanding is, what your interpretation of the Constitution is. There gets to, you know, it gets to be a little muddy. It's obvious to me that the freedom and the liberty um, that this constitu- that this country was founded on were lost in the Constitution. Mm. Like the it just it it doesn't do a good enough job of protecting those. Right. Plus, it, even though the cops aren't taught about the Constitution, I mean, really, even if they were taught about the Constitution, they'd be taught about the Constitution from people who have an interest in the purveying the state, mm-hmm. who have an interest in having this big government continue on into the future. And so um, because those individuals would be teaching about the Constitution, they'd just get bad information anyway. They'd believe that they would be taught that, well, the Constitution says it's okay to have no-knock raids. The Constitution says it's okay to have a war on drugs. Well, somehow or another, the uh, Supreme Court's rulings became synonymous with the Constitution. And the, and the Supreme Court says it's fine and dandy to do no-knock no, no yep. raids. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the, the, Supreme, the Supreme Court justices just work for the same big authoritarian government that's out there, and the idea that they can rule what my rights are and what my rights aren't is ludicrous. My rights were endowed by my creator, not by these 
idiots up in Washington, D.C., nor their jackpooted thugs that enforce their laws. 1-800-259-9231 is the Packaday toll-free line. You take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. If you're on hold, be patient. We will get to your calls about whatever you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. Hour two's on the way. You take control. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Tuesday edition. We're kicking off Hour 2. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. We go to the phones, to the fun. We'll continue the email from last hour here in a moment. But first, to Shaw in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Shaw. Good evening, gentlemen, and it's Sean. Oh, sorry uh, about sorry. that, Sean. And that's okay. Hey, just a quick update. A couple of months ago, you read an email on the air that uh, I sent to you about the uh, gentleman that ran afoul of the law in uh, New Mexico. Mm. It was the wedding party thing. <clears throat> You're going to have uh, to recap. You You're going to have to recap. Okay. Uh, there was uh, Police were called to a wedding party because of a disturbance. And the people that caused the disturbance had already left. They cordoned the police cordoned off the building, but there were still children inside. Oh yeah. And when the children were brought out, the, the gentleman tried to rush to his children and basically uh, got a load of mace in the face. From a police some, officer. Yes. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then some uh, other folks were uh, were involved. Uh, the child got maced. Uh, it was a bad scene. Wasn't it a six-year-old child or something like that? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, and he was uh, he was charged with, I don't even know what he was charged with, but he was brought in the court and had about 12 people there uh, in support of him. That's good. Which basically they were going to say that he did nothing to deserve this and, and the cop overreacted. Mm -hmm. uh, when they saw the big lineup uh, in, in his defense, uh, they basically dropped the charges he wow. is uh, now pursuing uh, a civil action against the uh, at least the officer. Mm -hmm. um, well, he's not suing uh, the officer. He's suing the uh, department because okay, even I'm, the officer can pretty much do anything he wants, and he won't face any kind of actual um, you know retribution on his part. He might lose his job or something, but you know he's unlikely. He's acting, he's acting in, um, on behalf of the police department, so they can sue the police department. And consequently, it's really just the citizens of that community right. that end up paying the uh, price because yeah. you know the taxpayer, if they get it some kind of judgment, it's the taxpayers that pay, not the cop. It doesn't They're not come out of his pay. pay, right? Exactly. Well, uh, but I've been sitting on that for a while. I just I listen to your show. I, I listen on podcast. I listen last. Uh, to last night's show today. I'm mm -hmm. not even done listening to it yet. I visited this website that was discussed, the uh, the law enforcement forums. Mm -hmm. um, I've read a lot of the stuff. I read the thread about Ian's introduction and uh, some of the back and forth there. And I've only read that one thread. I haven't um, been uh, I haven't been mean at all to these people. And I was called. Yeah, you know, they they told me today. One of them said, "F you, maggot." I mean, it's just the most rude. Well, one rude. of them threatened your you bodily too. Uh, that's the one that called yesterday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's there the one. A, there, were, 
I'm sorry. There was a lot of arrogance displayed. There was a lot of arrogance displayed. Yeah. And they're pretty touchy. They're sure pretty they touchy. They don't like someone who who has, from what I've seen, uh, and I know I know a couple of cops, and and they're pretty good guys, but we don't see eye to eye on everything. Sure. Um, but in the dealings, the few dealings I've had with police that I don't know, uh, I see the same thing on this website. There's arrogance. There's it's my way or the highway. It's an us versus I them attitude. It's their club right. versus the citizen. Well, the reason that they feel that way is because they have um, the laws have gotten so strict that now it really is us versus them in a lot True. of ways. I mean, I'm a white, uh, middle upper middle class, 35-year-old male. I have nothing to fear from these guys, but I see what's going on, and it just sickens me. And it doesn't help your view of the police it in the long run. It doesn't, no. And that doesn't help them uh, get cooperation. And I'm not a tree hugging hippie, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, they they seem to think that all free talk live listeners are uh, liberal hippies, which is not the case at all. And I thought we made that pretty clear last night, uh, but apparently not. Well, I'll have to call you back another time. I'm I might be in what you'd call a bureaucrat. Oh my I'm a goodness. federal employee, and we'll have to go into that at a later date. We will, because uh, now I'm curious. Sean, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231, the Packet 8 toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's so simple. I mean, they just don't seem to understand that it's the laws they are enforcing and the fact that they are enforcing them that results in people not liking them. People would love the police if all they did was arrest murderers, rapists, thieves, and vandals. People that are offending other people's persons or property. Violent, forceful, fraudful individuals. If those were the guys the cops are going after, I find it hard to believe that people would be spitting in their food and calling them pigs. But because they're going after your friends and family members, because virtually anybody who's under the age of 35 knows somebody else who's been arrested for marijuana possession. Because of all these minor little crimes, these consensual crimes where an adult, in many cases, is consenting to do something on their own, or perhaps in the case of prostitution, with another adult, or in the case of gambling, with another group of adults. Because they are consenting to these, to violating the law, they get arrested. And in some cases, they get shot and killed. Remember the story uh, that you like to bring up about the uh, the optometrist who was running a pool, a betting pool in yeah, his office. A football pool in his office. And the SWAT team was called in. Yep. And one of these itchy, triggered, fingered guys on shot his... the optometrist while he's on his knees, handcuffed. Yep. In the head. Killed him. Totally unnecessary. It was a mistake. But, but unnecessary that's mistake. the problem with this crap. Is it, you know, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Stop sending in right. these these paramilitary troopers. You don't get to with say submachine guns into people's houses and businesses. You don't to enforce your freaking uh, vice crimes. You don't get to say, well, it was a mistake, but we were lo- uh, lawfully allowed to be there. We were we had a warrant, and we've killed this optometrist, and we killed this ninety-two-year-old woman, and there's all these dead bodies around. You you don't get to play it off by just saying, well, the world is a better place because we have these laws. So what if a few people have to kick the bucket from time to time? The ends justify the means. No, it doesn't. And it just makes people dislike you and perhaps even hate you. And, and I was talking to one of the cops on the, uh, the law enforcement forums today, or just posting on the forums, about how uh, many responsible drug users there are. 
he made the claim that all drug users, whether they're doctors or lawyers or business executives, are scumbags. This is Scum the fed- bags. This is the federal agent, the guy that banned me yesterday. Okay. Well, it's a it, it's it's an attack that one can't really rebut. Because, in fact, they aren't bags of scum. You know what he's talking about. I don't know. He means they're bad people. Okay. They're bad loser people. Um, Doctors? Yeah. It's just an absurd uh, concept. And I told him, you know what? It's that attitude. There's probably people in your life, I would say odds are really good. Mm -hmm. If you're a cop, there are people in your life, maybe they're your friends or family members, who are marijuana smokers or maybe worse Maybe they snort a line of cocaine from time to time or take some MDMA or whatever it is their drug And I don't choices. think you have to smoke marijuana every day to be a marijuana smoker. No, you smoker. don't. Once a month, you're a marijuana smoker. Uh, but anyway. Once, once every few months. If you say to yourself, eh, you know, I smoke a joint whenever I feel like it mm-hmm. with friends, and that turns out to be every three months. You're or still a marijuana like that, smoker. That would probably what I would be what I would have been described before I met my wife and, you know. She's got drug a, counselor and all that, yeah. But but so I told the guy I said and I don't know if he's responded to this yet if he's ignored it or whatever but I said there's probably people in your life that are drug users and they'll never tell you about it because of that attitude because you would be how would you feel about that if you were one of these cops that believes that drugs are bad and the law is good and we must enforce this law and you were to find out that one of your best friends somebody that you've known for eh, two decades is a marijuana smoker. And up until that point, you had said things publicly like, marijuana smokers are scumbags. And then you find out that your best friend has been a marijuana smoker behind your back. Maybe you stumble onto some paraphernalia. Or maybe he just tells you. How does that make you feel? Do you completely change your opinion of your best friend at that moment? Do you just, real quick, oh, you are a scumbag lowlife. How could you do that? Sounds like the law is pretty how, important. How would somebody feel about that if they were a cop? If they were one of these drug warriors? 800-259-9231. Alvy is on the line. Not sure if that's a male or female. Sounds like a male. But we'll find out here in a moment. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. Still got the email from the cop on the way here tonight. And your call's about anything. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll free lines. For all of your voice over IP needs, packet8.net. Zian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female listeners await you. Dozens and dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo. Though, honestly, it's been a little while since we've had a submission. They seem to come in waves. We'll get one, and then we'll get a second and a third right after that. And then it'll be a couple weeks down. It is strange that they seem to come in little bunches like that. I don't, I don't know. But uh, nonetheless, we're always on the, on the hunt for new ladies to be added to the Shrine. So head over to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com to see what that's all about. The lady listeners of Free Talk Live. Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, let's go to Alvy in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Alvy. What's on your mind? Hey, not too much. Um... I called into your show earlier. I was talking about a friend of mine and who got a drug possession charge. I'm sorry to hear that. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, so I was at the large anti-School of the Americas protest in Georgia weekend before last. I don't know what that is. What's the School of the Americas? 
It's now known as the Western Hemisphere. It was renamed Western Hemisphere Institute for Security Cooperation in the around 2001. Okay. But the school has been around. The school itself has been around since uh, since the Truman administration, and has recent and its mission, according to according to the government, is to promote democracy in, in Central America. However, the graduates of the school include Manuel Noriega, <laughs> okay, and many others implicated in human rights hundreds if not thousands of human rights violations in the last 60 years. The school has been? Yeah. Where is the school located? Well, it used to be in Panama, but 20 years ago they moved it to Fort Benning, Georgia. Huh. Fort Benning. So it's on military property? Yep. Hmm. And what is it that they're up to now? They're just still training people to go and uh, run despotic countries? I, I guess I'm missing the point. What is it they... What, what, they're, what are they doing? It, the idea is to promote democracy in South in Central and South America, but as of recently, because of the school's reputation, several countries, including Venezuela, have stopped sending sending their troops there. So they're actually it's actually for military people then. Yeah. So foreign countries send their troops into the School of the Americas to learn about democracy, and then they go back to the countries they came from. Yeah, or and military, you know, general military knowledge, but. In 1996, when several training manuals were released from the Pentagon, they advocated torture and uh, they talked about torture and human rights abuses. Mm. In a positive way. Um, I guess as positive as torture could ever be. Yeah, what they were saying, you should torture, basically, is what you're saying. They probably didn't call it torture and they probably didn't call it human rights abuses in the the book. (laughs) So so you say you were down there protesting this? Yeah, it's a huge protest. SOA Watch, which is an organization advocating for the end of the, for the closure of the School of the Americas since about 1990, mm-hmm. they estimated 22,000 people were there. And who's funding the uh, who's funding the School of the Americas? Is it a United States federal government program? Yep. Wow. So I didn't even know about this. And so you say there are 22,000 people uh, during the protest. Um, any highlights, or are you just calling to share the fact that you were down there? Uh, a little bit of both. Well, uh, it's it's definitely not something that we hear about too much in any any media. I think no, certainly. Not. I did not hear about it. I did not hear about it until I networked this was until I met some local activists in my area who told me about it. Huh? So they sort of clued you in, and I mean that's that's a significantly large protest. Twenty two thousand people. Oh yeah, there are people from all over the United States. Some people from Central America, and some people from Canada. Hmm. I, I don't good. quite know the percentage, but I, well, just seeing all the cars that are out there is. So would you, recommend like California, that, would you recommend uh, that uh, people like go to Wikipedia or something, or is there some sort of anti-School of the Americas website that people should go to to learn more about this? Well, it's SOAW.org. SOAW. What's the W stand for? Watch. Got it. Very good, Alvy. Thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. So I wasn't even aware this was going on. No, this um, it's something new, uh, so maybe we'll hear more about it. All right. So let's go back to this email you had, Mark. We were talking about it in the first hour. Towards the end of the hour, we sort of ran out of time, and we hadn't really even gotten into the meat of it. It's addressing the the cops and their excuse, their favorite excuse. Well, I'm just following orders. I'm doing my job. My job is to enforce the law. It doesn't matter to me what the law says. I am the enforcer. One can understand it's, it's you know it's a simple place to come from, and if you're going to be a cop, I can understand why it would be that you come from this point of view. But um, our emailer, I feel differently, and our emailer feels differently too. 
Um, he says, Mark was great when he asked the cop what happens when there's a contradiction between the Constitution and statutes. But when the cop asked him to provide an example, he went off on some hypothetical instead of just pointing out to uh, you know, drug laws or gun laws and the Ninth Amendment. Under the American constitutions, um, he's talking about state and you know the federal constitution, mm-hmm. the job and first duty of executive officers, cops, is to provide um, carefully judge whether laws are just and um, constitutional and then to veto laws deemed unjust or unconstitutional by not enforcing them. I don't think that that's... I, I don't think that that's outlined anywhere in the Constitution. No, I don't think it's given it's the a push. I, I don't think it's outlined to the police in their police manual either. Now, and um, I think that anyway, let's go on with what he's got to say, and then um, I'll tear it up. Okay. In, a, in a minute. So, just doing my job might have been worth a try at Nuremberg, but it can never be a valid excuse for a cop in America. From Lysander Spooner's trial by jury, in a representative government. There is no absurdity or contradiction, nor any arraying of the people against themselves, in requiring that the statutes or enactments of the government shall pass the ordeal of any number of separate tribunals before it shall be determined that they are to have the force of laws. Our American constitutions have provided five of these separate tribunals to wit, representatives, senate, executive, jury, and judges, and have made it necessary that each such enactment shall pass the ordeal of all these separate tribunals before its authority can be established by the punishment of those who choose to transgress it. So, translation. <laughs> um, laws have to Spooner's, go through... Spooner's good, but it takes uh, takes a little bit of uh, effort to read. For laws to be valid, they have to go through these um, They have to be approved by things. all of those yeah, branches of government. Legislative, executive, um, jury... Just but the way the government acts today is that if it's passed by the uh, by the representatives mm-hmm. and signed by the president, then that's it. It's law. And I, I guess the judges are, to some extent, are looking at things and overturning them here and there. But the police certainly don't act as, as this. And that's what we're taught in school, though. The, the um, legislative branch makes the laws. The executive branch enforces the laws. And the um, judicial branch judges whether they're constitutional or not. And it's it's just not enough. It's just not right. No. Um, yeah, the judicial branch should be looking at the finer points, but I think that overall, the execu- everybody's responsible for their own actions. Um, I'll get into it. Let me finish the yep. email, and then sure. I'll get into that. And um, there be such a regional doubt of justice of laws, the benefit of that doubt must be given to the defendant and not to the government, so that the government must keep its laws clearly within the limits of justice if it would ask a jury to enforce them. The executive has a qualified um, veto upon the passage of laws in most our, of our governments and, and an absolute veto in all, of a, in all of them upon the execution of any laws which he deems unconstitutional because his oath to support the Constitution, as he understands it, forbids him to execute any law that he deems unconstitutional. Fine. Um, the fact is, Nuremberg proved, um, not that we didn't know it, that... You can't just do whatever you want because the government said, or do whatever the government says because the government said it was so. You're responsible for your actions. Not, not just but they can, not just way in the extreme, they but can, right and now they are. for everything. Well, no, they they're can't. Not, they're not responsible for their actions, and they can do whatever they want because that's what they're doing. Well, they're so different. What, what, what if somebody else free talk live? With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All of the features there are completely free. And that does include the wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. It's like the listener-editable version of the Free Talk Live website. Over 850 pages of information, content created by listeners like you. And it's free, like everything else on our site, wiki.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project's first 1,000 pledge. Are you just going to talk about freedom? Or are you going to start living it now? Learn how the first 1,000 pledge can make it happen today at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Continuing an email that you had received, Mark, about uh, the police and and uh, we're not to, we're done with the email. We're done with the email. I thought yeah. you had some comments, or there was a couple well, more things. I, I, it, we were commenting on it. The um, email essentially said that uh, we didn't do such a great job uh, explaining the whole Nuremberg defense to the police mm-hmm. when the police make their f- a famous claim, which they made a bunch last night and a lot on their forums. And that uh, Lysander Spooner proved that uh, you know basically the executive branch was uh, responsible for um, you know a certain level of veto on the enactment of laws that they. Uh, you know, he made uh, intellectual um, claims that you would have a very difficult time proving to somebody that you made them to. It would be a long, drawn-out, really oh, yeah. um, cerebral conversation. Sorry, we don't do that show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I understand Spooner, and even I have trouble following his clo- his quotes. You know, it's that old, ye old language it's very from, 100, close to it. from 100 years ago or 150 years ago. And it's just very, it, you know, it's difficult to get a grasp on. But I understand what he was saying, and, and he's suggesting that the cops should be another check and balance on the system. Instead of just being enforcers, people who will just do whatever it is that they're told to do by the politicians, they should be the ones, the first line of defense for the people. Because they should be accountable to the people, not to the politicians. And so, they're the, therefore, the police should be the first line of defense in that they should say, "No, no, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to enforce these laws." But the the counterclaim to that is that the police will say, "Well, if I say that, and I'm going to get fired." Absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Unless you actually have principled people in administrative positions, yeah. in which case then you'd be okay. If the CEOs, the commanding officers, were liberty-oriented people who wouldn't fire an officer for that sort of thing, they could issue some sort of an edict from the top level, from the sheriff's office, saying, no, no, we're not going to enforce these you know, laws. And I'm sort of of two minds there. I, 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 this, is where, this is where my conservative roots begin to have a, a problem with it. Like, I understand we need cops. Um, I believe we need cops to keep us safe. and. Um, to some extent, you know, they they enforce the laws that are out there. And so I understand that. But then I think to myself, you know, well, if you can't stand up for what's right, then then what's good are you? You're, you're no good at this. Um, they you know, believe the law is right. They do believe the law is right. And they're wrong for that. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know where to go with that. But um, they believe that somehow majority rule makes right. I don't know if there's a name for that philosophy. I don't know if it is a philosophy or just a very misguided, bizarro even, belief. And, and I've proven it's not even majority rule, so they believe right. that the law is right. They believe the system is right. right. And, and they believe that whoever the majority is that participates in the voting system gets to set up whatever the rules are. And so if the law is right, that brings me to the Nuremberg argument. You know, if it's, if it's right to enforce these drug laws, if it's right to enforce these immigration laws, if it's right to enforce these tax laws, mm-hmm. then it's right... 
to pick the Jews up and throw them into the concentration camps and gas them. They'll say to the, now their objection, we don't have one on the line, but their objection to that would be that that happened years ago and that happened in another country and we're good Americans and that'll never happen here. Look, cops, soldiers, the, um, the, the minions of the ruling party, whoever that is, have been doing things like that since there has been, since man has been ruling man. But we're different, Mark. We're Americans. No, we're not. The government is the government. It doesn't matter where you're at. Our government has gotten too big and too out of control. And power is power. Mm-hmm. And the government is power and the government is force. And that's why we need to be very careful about the ways in which we decide to, uh, to use it. But these people aren't careful. The politicians continue to pass laws that uh, affect other people's lives with little thought for the consequences. And the cops continue to enforce those laws with little thought for the consequences. It doesn't matter to them if they take some scumbag, as they put it, off the streets. If they don't know the person, then it doesn't matter to them. But I doubt they would go after their own brother or sister unless they happen to be having a family feud with that individual. If they, uh, there's a cop on the cop forums who just admitted tonight that his brother's a pot smoker and that he's an upstanding member of society. Then why doesn't he throw him in jail? Well... His brother, because and and then we get into it. My my opinion is you've got twenty five percent of cops power hungry, crazy, short haircutted, mm-hmm. jack booted, gung ho thugs. Yeah, twenty five percent really good people want to change the world for the better. Want to you know want to do the right thing. Now I'm um, what about the other fifty and the other fifty percent people that want jobs. Hmm. People that want jobs have found a good job, found an easy job. Pension. You know, there's um, when it comes to government jobs, government jobs are better than regular jobs. If you want an example of that, and if you want to see why that, how that's true, compare cops in the, um, you know, the the public sector, the working for the government, to security guards, to security guards, and you'll see how valuable their service is. Security guards don't get paid much. No, they don't. Sorry. And a lot of them smoke pot. Let's go to the email <laughs> box. I'm serious. <laughs> they do. Uh, let's go to the email box uh, from Shoop. He emails in, I listened to the show and I thought it was very good. And by the way, this is a cop. I'm a white police officer in the city of Chicago and I work gangs. My political views fall towards the side of libertarian. Mm-hmm. And I thought you hit on some interesting points during last night's show. As you may know, I live and work under the rule of Mayor Daly. I don't believe in the mayor's firearm registration laws, the banning of, uh, the banning of uh, certain types of rifles, I think everyone should have them because the only ones that do have them are the people that shouldn't have them. The yeah. gangbangers and the so guy, on. The guys that see this every day, I, I love it when they can look at it and look at it this way. Right. I mean, because he's right. He gets it. It doesn't matter what laws are out there. The gangbangers are not going to care. Right. And the fact is, even if you find the gangbanger with the gun and, and take it away from him after he's committed a crime, he'll get another one. What good does it do? Well, no, you know, he goes to jail or after whatever. He gets out but there's going to be another gangbanger there, and there's going to be, an, um, and he's going to have another AK-47 or whatever it is that he carries. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do when I run across this guy? I've got to have firepower. Call the police. Right. Call the police and on wait. my cell phone <laughs> yeah. as the bullets are flying at me. He says, I work in one of the worst neighborhoods in the city of Chicago, and I've seen things that would make the average... I want to know what that neighborhood is. Well, that might give up his identity. We don't want to do that. I thought the worst neighborhood was Cicero. Apparently, that's not so. Is that New York? No, that's uh, Chicago. Chicago. But uh, it's got to be on the south side, wherever it's at. All right. So he he says one of the worst neighborhoods in the city, and I've seen things that would make the average person's head spin. What I'm trying to say 
is I do see the points that are offered by the legalization of narcotics. I see the dealers, uh, the big ones, not the corner rats, driving around in the Escalades, the Navigators, sure. the Astons, and so on. Right, and, and you know they're, look, they're driving around really sweet cars, and what can this guy do about it? I see the kids in the neighborhood, which, uh, which is getting poor, killed and shot over dope spots, over lost narcotics, lost money, and so on. The thing is, the younger kids are just enamored by the dealers. Sure if we are. legalize the narcotics, the cash flow to these guys would dry up, and it is possible that the neighborhood over time would start to gentrify. Now, one of the things that, well, of course, don't they have rent control in Chicago? I don't know. <laughs> There's other factors, but it certainly would help. Uh, now, one of the things yeah, I, heard you, uh, I heard you say a few times was, we should be catching the guys who are committing the crimes, murderers, rapists, and so on. I do, and I have. No, sure. I have put in quite, I've put quite a few murderers, a few rapists, burglars, domestic battery offenders, etc., in jail. Now, wait a second. Um, they're... I would venture to say that something like 75% of the murders, um, the violent crimes are going out there. Rape probably doesn't count. Mm -hmm. um, probably wife beating doesn't count in this one. Okay. But um, those, those crime, the crimes besides those, the violent crimes besides those, I would say that a, the majority of them are caused by drugs, meaning that... Somebody breaks into my house, burglarizes my house, uh, kills, slits my throat, uh, rapes my wife, sure. whatever, um, uh, fillets my cat so that they can have money to get crack or crank or whatever um, drug it is that they want. If they were smart, they would have abducted your cat and held him for ransom. Oh, That's a good way to that. get some cash. 800-259-9231. We have Senor Grouchy Pants, and we want you to drop $10,000 in unmarked bills in the nearest trash can. We're coming back with much. more of this cop's email. Free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features and functions you find there completely free, and that does include the live streams. Broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both for your convenience, completely free at freetalklive.com. As we continue... An email from a police officer. We had about three hours. All of the entire the entire show last night was about uh, police officers, the war on drugs. We had a number of uh, law enforcement officers call in to voice their opinions, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought it was a great show. Um, we got some responses, obviously, in the email box, and this one actually came in from a Chicago police officer. He works in the gangs unit, and he was pointing out that uh, he understands that it doesn't matter what laws they pass. For instance, there's a lot of gun control in the city of Chicago. And he sees the gangbangers, as he puts it, with the guns all the time. The laws don't stop them from getting their hands on them. They just prevent law-abiding people from yep. using and, and possessing guns. I would, I would say that uh, you know, the law enforcement officers that I've worked with in the past, have um, a lot of them have understood this whole Second Amendment thing and that people need to have guns. They don't always take it out to its logical end, but, you know, they, they get that at least from the very beginning, at the, the, the beginning of that idea. So he says, uh, one of the things I heard you say a few times is we should be catching the guys who are committing the crimes, murderers, rapists, and so on. Well, I do and I have. I put quite a few murderers, a few rapists, burglars, domestic battery offenders, etc. in jail. I've made a few narcotics arrests in my time as well. I'm not, one, I'm not on the one or two dime bag arrest, the one rock arrest. In fact, I overlook them quite often. I look at it this way. Hear any, and I mean any, amount of illegal substance in your car, 
uh, or in your uh, evil illegal substance, your car gets impounded and costs about twelve hundred dollars to get it out. Wow. Now I may be cold-hearted at times, but I I still have one. I know that some people have jobs and that some people just get caught up in a situation that's bad. I understand people are people as I am, and sometimes we may do stupid stuff. Same with the DUI. Never in my career, though so far it is just a short three years, a DUI screws up a person's life. Luckily, I haven't had to handle an accident which involved death from a DUI. I have let people go who aren't driving, but I have also locked keys in the car, driven people home, made them walk, and so on. I follow the rules of my department, and I enforce laws, but I also look and I see the gray areas of the laws. I can say this is the registration, I can say this, the registration listed law listed above, recovered many guns in my career, never ever charged anyone with the failure to register law. Well, that's it for now. I work midnights, and I'll only get a chance to listen to the show the next day. I plan on listening again. If I do get a chance to listen, I'd be glad to call in and give you answers and explanations on certain topics. Keep it up. Thanks from R. So it's always good to hear from a uh, friendly officer who is on essentially on our side. Yeah. Yes, they're they're constricted by the rules. Yes, there's a bunch of bureaucracy. Yes, there's annoying administrators and and vindictive ones as well. Mm-hmm. For instance, if you come out maybe against prohibition and your administrators don't like that, they might make your life a living hell. So I understand the gauntlet that some of these cops have to go mm-hmm. through in order to. But hold my experience is. Um, the, the police officers that I've met and talked to about uh, politics and, and that kind of thing, the police and law enforcement officers that I've uh, talked to about this kind of thing, really understand libertarianism. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. Not not all of them. No, no. A good chunk of them actually do mm-hmm. score libertarian on the world's smallest political yep. quiz, and that's good. You know, that's good. It's, it's a good starting point. Hopefully they'll learn more and uh, continue to educate themselves on what uh, libertarian is. And then as they become more and more libertarian, maybe they'll come and join the Free State Project and, and become law enforcement officers up here. I'd certainly rather have a squad full of uh, libertarian cops than anything else. So thanks to uh, to Mr. R for the email. Officer R. 800-259-9231. You bring up whatever's on your mind. On the way, do shoppers' brains respond to brand names? We'll look into that, but first oh, the I would phones, they absolutely do. to the phones to Paul in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Do you have me? We've got you. Gotcha. What's on your mind? Um, let me ask you guys two, uh, maybe one simple question. All right. Ian and Mark, Ian and Mark, can anybody force you to sign something? Well, sure. They can? They could hold a gun to your head, well, I they, guess. Well, they could threaten no, you. No, I'm just saying, rightfully so, in, in today's society, does the common belief does can anybody force you to sign something i guess guess no i mean you know but basically a signature is a voluntary agreement to do whatever it is that you're signing is are you going to consider it force if there's a gun to my head i mean is that force or am i still voluntarily signing at point of a gun no no you're right you're right they would be forced at at, you know at a point of a gun but what i'm saying in the common sense in the common i guess denominator that everybody's belief is is that no Ask anybody. You can ask anybody on the street. Can, can anybody force you to sign a well, document? Hold on just a second. I've, I've thought of something now, um, and I think I've, I'd like to hear your point no matter what it is, but I've thought of something um, on the question you said. When it comes to, like, a tax return, I sign my tax return, and I say, you know, all this stuff is true, even though it's not, right? Um, and I am forced to sign that tax return. I think you're talking about, though, in a typical business deal. You're talking about just on a, on a standard, like, Well, he asked the question, and no, it was... No, no, on a regular basis, what I do is I go around to, to, to anybody that I encounter. If, mm-hmm. if issues come up, I ask them. I said, you know, do, can anybody force you to sign something? And immediately they say no. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, that's correct, because your signature is your property. But ha- how about traffic tickets? How about income tax returns? And I'm a, net, I'm a veteran. How about the, when, you, when they draft you, if they were to put a draft in, I know for a fact that when I went into the military, when I joined the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. when I went down to go through the processing, right when they asked me to sign, I asked them specifically, what if I don't sign? Was this a draft, or you just voluntarily joined? No, no, no. This is, I, volunteer, I volunteered and joined. Okay. But when the draft, my, I have an uncle who was drafted back, back when Vietnam was, was, was taking place, and he didn't go because he refused to sign. Hmm. Good for him. See, see uh, when, when they draft you, that's just a, that's just a summons to appear. Really? If you don't if you don't sign to go in, they can't take you. Yes, but they don't tell you that. And um, there's you know the threat of the brig, and there's uh, you know army guys standing around with guns right. and stuff, and that's not really yeah, fair. So you're using that point to counteract uh, the end of it. You're, you're saying, well, can anybody force you to sign something? No, no, they can't. Well, the government can. Are you using that to, to point out how the government is forced? Correct. You know, it's because it, the common person believes that nobody can force you to sign something. But, 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 but when it comes to traffic tickets or if it comes to income taxes or if it comes to a draft, think, hopefully, you know, I, I pray to God that it doesn't happen. But how come those three things are always overlooked? I don't know. I, I, that's an excellent question. I guess people just don't sort of include the government in what they normally consider as you know, signing documents and that sort of thing. Maybe they're just thinking business dealings, you know, renting a house or uh, leasing a, an office building or getting into an agreement with somebody or something like that. Maybe they, for some reason, they just don't consider it. Because when I was growing up, my father specifically said, look, Paul, when, when you go to sign something, you better read everything and don't sign it unless you understand it. Well, when it came to at the time where I had to go to work and I had to do my first tax return, I said, I said, Dad, I don't understand this. He said, sign it. I said, but this goes against everything that you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, great point. Paul, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Who could understand what they're signing when it comes to a tax return? I mean, there's yeah, there are reams and reams and reams, hundred uh, just Tens of thousands of pages of tax law out there. Indeed. Who could understand it? But all his dad knew was that that's what you're supposed to do. Because that's what his dad had done, and that's what you're supposed to do as a good American, is pay your taxes and sign the form. They they understand that if you don't sign the form, there could be some consequences down the line. And he certainly didn't want his son to face any of those consequences, at least not at that time. He, you know, I can understand where his dad was coming from on that, as wrong as it might be. And it's just, and of course, it all has to do with tradition. Paying taxes in America has more to do with tradition than anything else. Because no one has ever really paid taxes because they've seen laws that require them to pay taxes. Uh, They've just paid taxes because mom and dad did. And mom and dad says that's what you're supposed to do in America. And so we just pay the taxes, and we just don't even question it. But it should be questioned, because it's money that the government's taking from us on a forceful basis and then spending in the way they want to spend it. In many cases, most pe- I think a lot of people that pay taxes don't agree. In fact, I got some of the cops on the law enforcement forums to admit that they don't agree with all the ways that taxes are spent, but they pay them anyway because it's their duty to pay the taxes. You've got to pay your fair share. That's how I felt. Three or four years ago, right? Till I really started thinking about it, and you know, it's my taxes that enable these bad Orchard. laws yeah. to be, um, you know, enacted. Right. Well, because if the funding dried up, 
they wouldn't be able to pay the cops anymore, would yeah. they? They wouldn't be able to pay the enforcers. And if you can't pay the men with the guns, then who's going to follow your laws anymore? Now I still pay the taxes, but I do it simply because I'll go to jail otherwise. Right. I made that point on the, on the forums earlier tonight. I said, the only reason I pay property taxes is because I don't want you guys showing up. It's not because I feel like I have a civic yeah. duty. It's not because I feel like I owe anybody or that I have a fair share that I want to pay. It's because I'm scared of you. You're scary people. And you're going to force me to do what the government wants me to, uh, wants me to do. That's the only reason why I pay them. 800-259-9231. And I still believe if a bunch of people didn't pay, we'd have an interesting situation. Hour 3 coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live 800-259-9231 is the toll-free Packet 8 line. That's 1-800-259-9231. As in Packet8.net. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Your show. You take control of the airwaves. You bring up whatever you want. Uh, Though we're going to start out here tonight. I know you've got an email about God. Yes. Mark, coming up. But first, to ABC News' medical unit. I'm not sure why the medical unit's reporting on this. I guess it's because it's brain research. Though it's about brand names. You know, Tommy Hilfiger, Coca-Cola, BMW, brand names. Your brain may figure out what you'll snatch up for this holiday season's gifts even before you check your lists, according to new research presented today. Well-known commercial brands have now been proven to get a positive emotional reaction from the human brain. According to research presented at the annual meeting of the Radiological, uh, Radiological Society of North America in Chicago, scientists found that your brain might make purchase decisions for you based just on a product's brand name. To understand how different brands, product brands, affect the German brain, a team of German researchers, excuse me, affect the human brain, a team of German researchers used <laughs> a, a functional MRI machine, or fMRI, to test 20 adult men and women. Now, of course, 20 people, not a really scientific, not incredibly scientific large, not a large sample size, but interesting nonetheless. The volunteers were, sh- uh, were shown logos of well-known car manufacturers as well as insurance companies, followed by other lesser-known logos. The resulting fMRI images shown that, uh, showed that well-known brands activated an area of the brain involved in positive emotions, such as emoti- uh, emotions associated with a reward. The lesser-known brands elicited brain activity reflected of a negative emotional response. Surprisingly, the brain's reactions had nothing to do with what product or service the logo was selling. The response depended on how strong or familiar that brand was, in that if the brand was uh, on television a lot, uh, people were very aware of its logo and, its, and the brand name itself, then there was a more favorable response towards it. So just advertising would make a more favorable response? That's pretty much what, it, what they're saying here, yeah. Does that mean if we saw a swastika often enough that we would have a more favorable response towards it? Mm. I don't know. I'm about just that. thinking of the worst brand, of uh, the worst logo yeah. I can think of, and a swastika has got to be the worst logo I can come up with. That's an interesting point. I mean, maybe it's because there's nothing specifically negative associated with these brands. Oh, there's, there's a 
certainly there's something negative exp- associated with lots of brands. Well, right. People. Well, okay, yes. I mean, with a with a with a brand like Walmart, you're going to get some negative responses. With mm-hmm. a McDonald's, you're going to get Mexico, uh, Procter and Gamble. You know, there's all kinds of uh, sure. I think there's going to be exceptions to this, but nonetheless, I, I think it's interesting. Let me continue. The response depended on how strong or familiar the brand was. That observation is consistent with what marketing executives see in real life. Quote, it's not necessarily the brand identity that resonates with people, but the meaning within that matters, according to the vice president of brand experience at Design Continuum in Boston. Brands communicate meaning that elevates the status of that brand, according to Bruchard. The brain has an easier, had an easier time processing images of strong brands, according to today's research. Lesser-known brands demanded more action from parts of the brain responsible for memory as well as negative emotion. This kind of research is called hmm. brain branding. It's a special approach to studying how the brain perceives and processes commercial brands, quote, to determine whether companies have a direct hit with their target audience. Researchers might use the technique to study neuroeconomics, which is basically the study of why people decide to buy what they buy. It's a hot and developing area of market and economic research. Quote, the vision of this research is to better understand the needs of people and to create markets that are more oriented towards satisfaction of those needs. According to uh, the study author, study authors hope the research will shed light on the power of brand names and will help create markets that fit people uh, be- that fit be- that better fit people's needs and wallets. Now, what I think is interesting is it sort of backs up what you see a lot, and I think this is just sort of confirming what advertisers have known for a long time, or at least consistent advertisers. The Budweiser's, yeah, the coca cola I don't feel like there's anything new here. Right, the Pepsi. No, this isn't new, but it might be news to somebody. I, okay. I, you're, an, you're an ad guy, so of course it's not new to you. Right. But, but uh, I, think, I, don't think a lot of, I think a lot of people take these things for granted, and they maybe they don't understand why, for instance, Budweiser consistently runs advertisements on television, print ads, you know, on the side of the, uh, the stadium, you know, wherever they can put ads, they are running ads. And you think to yourself, when you see stuff like that, you might think to yourself, gosh, why does Budweiser need to run all these advertisements? I mean, everybody knows who they are. Aren't they just throwing money down the advertising rat hole? Well, the answer is no. And this study exemplifies why the answer is no. Because Budweiser continues to, or Coca-Cola or whatever, continues to push their brand on people, Just even just seeing the logo is enough. Like, if you've established yeah. your product well enough to where you can see the logo and, and know what that is, then that's still getting impressions on people's minds. And all of these impressions, all of these iterations of uh, encountering a brand name or logo or just the name, just on the radio, just the name, and a tagline, for instance, has an, has an effect on you at a very subliminal level to where maybe you aren't a, a very frequent beer buyer. I'm not, for instance. But maybe if I was to want to go and buy some beer, I might just walk into the store and I might just choose Budweiser simply because it's the most familiar of all of the brands to me. Right. Familiarity is comfort for most people. Right. I think that for almost for all people. Which is what they're saying here. It feels good to them to see those brands. If you walk into a bar, um, and I'm just, I, I, you would probably have to walk into a bar in a foreign country for this to happen. But the, you, you know, here you hear brand X, brand Y, brand Z, and Budweiser. You'd have to be in a mood to pick one of the other brands, yeah. whereas if you're not really thinking about it, Budweiser is going to be the one that you pick. Hey, it might even come out of your mouth without even thinking. Without even thinking. Right. So this is just backing up 
what I think a lot of advertisers already know, and I think it's interesting to put it in front of people so they can maybe become more conscious of it. Because as a good consumer, you want to fight this. And I like talking about consumer things from time to time on this show. I consider myself a relatively uh, apt consumer. I, I like to compare prices. I like to compare features on products. And I don't like to allow my... I don't like to be programmed by advertising to where I'm going to respond when I see a brand name. And I think I'm pretty good about that, though there may have been some instances where I might not have been aware of it. I think and everybody I thinks to they're brands. good at that. I don't know if everybody thinks that they're necessarily good at it. Oh, like, I'm not controlled by advertising. Well, you can go into my kitchen and you'll find that there's a uh, generic brand cereal, a private label cereal in there without, you know, Kellogg's. Only thing, you've been, like only thing you've been sold, my friend, is the generics the, the, the generics line of advertising. Well, our products there are is no, There are no advertising oh, for generics. But it's just clever stuff. What it's are you just talking saying, about? Well, our products are as good. Uh, you know, you've been sto you've been sold the store brand line, which is wow, these things are Nobody made by the same companies. Nobody has ever pushed that. Nobody has ever pushed that. Oh, then how? Then why do? Then why do people? Why did? I, where did I come up with that? that these you? these products are made by the same companies that make the birds birds eye cans reg our our beans. Well, I don't know. Where did you come up with that? Because there's no sort of infomercial out there that encourages people to buy private labels. You people buy are attracted private, to you private labels. You buy private label because you are attracted to what they're selling. I'm attracted to price is right. what I'm attracted to. You're selling to. price. That's what private label is. Okay. Slightly substandard food. That's not <laughs> true because they're made by the same companies. They're not. Not always. Some of them are, and some, some of them, them aren't. aren't. Right. Some of them are made by private label companies that right. just uh, that Bird's Eye, for instance, just is what is just, Bird's Eye? Bird's Eye does uh, vegetables. Okay, okay. Um, they have just uh, said that they're going to get get out of the private label business and uh, completely focus on their brand. I've never seen private label veggies. Okay, yeah, I've seen bag sure salad. I've have. seen bag salad. Bag salad label. cans, cans of food. Oh, you mean canned food? Right, right, right. Yeah, cans of, of so vegetables. Bird's Eye is canned food. I didn't realize. No, that. they do all of it. Okay. Uh, they do frozen food. They do canned food. I'm well, there's two ways that private labels work. There are private label manufacturers that crank out different private label brands. So, for instance, you might shop at uh, – up here we shop at a store called Price Chopper, 24 hours a day. Nice grocery store. Very cool. And uh, down in south, uh, down south it was a place called Publix where we shopped at. Now, there's a chance that both of those companies order products from the same private label um, manufacturer. It's just that they slap different labels on their products as they're going out the door to the different companies they sell to. Or in some cases, there is actually a name brand manufacturer that does private label manufacturing as well. Uh, but nonetheless, interesting uh, consumer stuff here that people respond on a very positive emotional basis to positive brand labels. Very interesting. 800-259-9231. Coming up, Mark wants to talk about God. It's your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the Tuesday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet A toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get on the listener map. Head over to map.freetalklive.com and add yourself to it. There's over 1,700 of our listeners that have uh, decided to participate in said listener map, and you could as well. Or you can just go there and scroll around the world and see who else is listening to Free Talk Live at Map. .freetalklive.com. Let's go to the email box, Mark. Your email box. Some God emails have come in. What do you got? Yes, God's been emailing me again. <laughs> you are special. He wants, has, needs a little advice, I guess. Um, from Mobile Digit. Uh, the absence of evidence, if evidence is absence. I don't know. Clearly, uh, Mobile Digit's a, uh, an atheist guy, and uh, 
He sounds like he wants to uh, get into it with me. But uh, it says, uh, hello, Mark. What evidence is there for the existence of God? None whatsoever. And that I, I assume that he wants you to take up his side because he's... I'll be happy to. He's not calling in. So here you go. Um, <laughs> I think that... Uh, well, what evidence is there? Like, you know, hard, fast uh, evidence. An old scient- book. Scientific evidence. I don't think an old book is evidence that God exists, but it is evidence that other people think that God exists. Uh-huh. And plenty of that. Th- yeah, like 98% of um, people believe that God exists. More than that. Based on nothing. Other than th- their belief that God exists. Right. You know, and I, mean, I think that, uh, you know, that many people wanting something might be an indication, um, you know, believing that something exists might be an indication that they've had some kind of... Um, Evident, you know, their life, in their life, they believe that something's happened, that they they should believe in a God. Okay, well, there's certainly some strange things that have occurred to people's lives that are maybe unexplainable, but usually once you get scientists around, they can usually come up with an explanation. So a scientist is the only one who can come up with evidence, or would you say that there's other kinds of evidence? I would say there are certainly uh, there are certainly very interesting stories out there. Okay. Well, I'd say there's things called like empirical evidence, um, things that you've gathered throughout your life that you interpret in certain ways. Um, there's circumstantial evidence. Um, evidence isn't necessarily you know something hard fast. Exhibit A. This is proof positive. Okay. Evidence is something interpretive at the same time. You know, you can have a gun um, administer, you know, as evidence, uh, you know, people's evidence A, and that doesn't mean that I killed anybody. It just, it's just a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So um, evidence is you have to be, you have to interpret evidence. I see. For it to be true. So I say there's lots of evidence for God. Um, the trees, the, and the stars, right. all those things. Fine. You know, the, okay. the, the universe is such a big place. Hmm. Um, you know that I is there more than one God, or did just the one God create the entire universe? I don't think there's any evidence. Was it a team of gods? I don't think they, there's any evidence for um, w- you know whether or not there's a God or a team of gods. Um, I Does the God opinion. have a consciousness? I don't know. Okay. I mean, no evidence for that either. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I believe there's a God because it all just looks too planned and too complicated to me to be anything else. Um, for instance, but I like to use the example um, as some evidence that uh, the moon appears in the sky as exactly the same size as the sun. I mean... Yeah, it's just oh, it's just a coincidence that it's exactly the same size. I mean, we're talking about two mm-hmm. spherical objects that are, you know, 93 million miles apart that are, you know, just totally different sizes. One of them's, um, you know, compared to the other is a pebble to a what's what's the biggest round thing I can think of? Something really big a and rock. round. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just so it's like a pebble compared to Earth. Uh-huh. Compared, wow. yeah, with Earth compared to and the trees are so pretty and the sky is blue, and this is evidence of a creator. Um, I don't think that you know you're you're minimizing it. The exact same size, and the others. In order to say that there's not a god, you have to have you should have some kind of alternative explanation. Well, you know, if I and hold my thumb up at the moon, it's the same size, too. Well, you'd have to move it to, you know, back and forth. Not very far. Well, well you know, a couple of feet because uh-huh. you're looking from your, your um, eye, you know? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. If the moon was moved way the heck out there, it'd be a, a lot mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's not a real good explanation. And, Ian, but you don't, believe you don't the have God... any other explanation besides... Like, I don't, I, I'm just a curmudgeon. I don't believe in crap. You can't prove it. I'm not sure about God, but you can't prove it, darn it. And, like, that leaves people kind of empty. 
people want a better explanation than that. Ah. And I don't have to have an explanation. No, you I'm don't, don't have to have an explanation. <laughs> and you're not even... I don't toil thinking of these things. No, you don't. But this guy asked me, yeah. so it's my job to think about it so, and but give you, him an answer. So you believe there's a creator, but not specifically a uh, ruling god. You don't believe that the god has a set of rules no. that he wants you to follow, or he's a good god or a bad god or any of that. I think that there's... Um, I think that God is a good god uh-huh. because he created good and man, and I have the option of being good. Okay. Um, so the fact that he created good makes him a good god. So wh- An evil god wouldn't create good, or a, or a benign god wouldn't create good. So if you believe that there's a god, does your uh, religious belief go any further than that? Um, I A little bit, but it's only, believe there's it's only an in the practice. Do you believe that there's uh, any of the other trappings of religion that a lot of other people believe? I believe in an afterlife. I don't believe that it's uh, good or bad. I don't believe, that, I don't believe in heaven or hell. Um, like, you know, good people go here, bad mm-hmm. people go there. Um, this is the arbitrary set of where rules. Where do you go? Is it an alternate dimension where everybody's uh, just having a big party? Or I mean, what happens in Mark's afterlife? I believe that we're all pieces of God. <laughs> that's very new agey. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Awesome, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? I mean, that's, that's so what, what I got. So what piece are you? Which piece? Yeah. Well, God doesn't have a physical form. So I, I see. Yeah. Got so... And I think we sort of pick our roles and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, my religion's a new agey one. I promise I won't kill anyone over it. So That's it doesn't good. matter, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a story that I've picked out and I'm going to live That's by nice. it because it's fun. So did Mobile Digit have more or was that it? No, that was it. What's the evidence for the existence of God? Oh, he was just asking you. And well, I, I have see. another email that I thought would be interesting counterpoint to so it. So your answer is circumstantial. Circumstantial evidence, um, you know... Evidence that resonates with me. Evidence that makes me feel like there's a God. It's not anything that any scientist would look at and say, yep, yep, there's a God. Because science, when you apply science to religion, it just all crumbles. I mean, there's nothing. There's no scientific evidence that you can prove the existence of a God with. You just feel like there's a God because of certain factors that make you believe that. There's certainly some questions left in science as to whether or not there's a God. But no, you can't use science to prove that God. there's a God today. Um, You know... Maybe maybe some point in the future, but uh, okay. And then all the atheists just look like jerks. But then we would. You're so right. Alexander um, uh, emails in, and I think this is a great counterpoint. You know, I've had some problems with respect to uh, the spiritual for some time, longer than I can remember. I've even considered myself an atheist recently. That said, I'm on the verge of taking that back after reading heavily into the American Revolution and the eerie coincidental death of Adams and Jefferson on July 4th. Do you think that it was a coincidence, or do you think that certain things are, in fact, unexplainable? I thought maybe you could help me with this problem of mine, and um, I'm just glad, for his mental sake, that he didn't bother emailing you with this. Anyway, um, I responded to him because I... You're certainly a believer in coincidences. (laughs) He emailed the right guy. I didn't read this on air. I just didn't think it was one of those um, things to be read, but I responded to it, Mm -hmm. um, and I said, Alexander, this is the very reason that I believe in God. A good one, um, Coincidences. a good one, because he created good, a choice to be good. It seems beyond coincidence to me that the moon is exactly the right size to fit over the sun uh-huh. in an eclipse, and that they're obviously different sizes, but exactly the right distances to appear the same size. I see evolution from primates to be unlikely. Somehow, but explain, um, maybe somehow, but explain this to me. An adult male chimpanzee can lift a s- small car over his head with one hand. An adult male gorilla has been observed to bench press 3,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's just what they could train them on to do. Who knows what he could b- bench press? If evolution was in complete control, I know that the smart guy, smart weak guy, might be able to beat a dumb, dumb strong guy, but the strong smart guy we is going to get the girl every time. We are coming back with more Free Talk Live. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. show is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the Packet 8 toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system awaits you. There's lots to talk about there, lots of people to interact with, and it's all completely free. bbs.freetalklive.com. So get interactive. All right. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Attaining economic and personal freedoms in America's freest state. Get registered now for it. The three-day event, February 23rd through the 25th, will be held convention-style in historic Concord, New Hampshire, with the sum of the program taking place in the State House. Register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and get more information there as well. freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Mark, you were kind of rushing at the end of your God email um, and you kind of got it all out, but we didn't really have a chance to reflect on it. So if you could, just jump back maybe two or three sentences, and let's continue here. Oh, I think that uh, everybody got my... Uh, uh, anyway, I'll just go here. An adult male chimpanzee can lift a small car over his head with one hand. Um, ask Jane Woodall. That's where I got that information from. An adult male uh, gorilla has been observed to bench press 3,000 pounds, and that's just what they could train it to do. Who knows what the monkey can bench? Okay. 4,000? That's mm-hmm. two tons. If an evolution if evolution was in complete control, I know a smart, weak guy might be able to beat a strong, dumb guy. Smart, weak guy. Oh, like okay. you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Be able to beat a, sm- um, a, smart, a strong, dumb guy. Well, we don't really have any of those in the show. Uh, but the, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, strong, smart guy, that's me, uh, will get the girl and pass on his genes every single time. Okay, so you're saying that the fact that uh, weaklings like me exist, that evolution isn't uh, isn't a fact? I think it seems obvious, yeah. <laughs> that I am the counter-argument to evolution? <laughs> there you sit. Now, wait, are In you... In your su- underpants. So, wait, are you suggesting that... Uh, uh, okay, what, what's the suggestion here, My though? suggestion uh, is that, um, you know, there's no counter-argument to creationism... Except, which you take a great point, which is, I don't know what I believe, but I don't believe in God, and you can't prove it. It's excellent. It's it's a point. You, I, you take no position, I, I but you can argue everything. I think pretty good. Okay. I, mean, I think it's a pretty good theory. Evolution, I, I agree evolution's a pretty good theory, but yeah. I, I don't believe it explains everything, and, and it's not sufficient for me. Okay. And I believe that if we ev- evolve from primates, um, that, you know, the primates that are there that are there now prove that they are significantly stronger than we are. Like, really, really a lot stronger than they are. Like, if a chimpanzee, this little short chimpanzee, gets a hold of you, he can rip your arms off and beat you to death with them, both okay. of them. Um, they bend big steel bars on their cages. These are really strong animals. That's only in the movies. No. I've seen an adult male chimpanzee in a train car um, cage thing, and these two, they must have been an inch and a half, two inch bars, hmm. were bent. Now, he did it over a period of time. Okay. He couldn't get through them. Right. But he had bowed these damn things gotcha. enough to let you know, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm coming through. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to get you kids. Right. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. The, if these, these primates can get that strong, mm-hmm. why am I not that strong? I know that strength is an important evolutionary trait, just like brains are. Okay. 
I don't have an answer. I'm not. I mean, I'm not an evolutionary guy. I haven't they really followed. They can't explain that. No one's ever. Ex- I've been oh, asking, I'm sure somebody. Can I've been asking it. the same question Where's for Johnson ten years. when you need him. Johnson's always going to come up with something, and then um, when I get to when I get make my point too well, he's just going to make a lot of noise. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, those are the, you know I'm not saying that it's proof positive. I can't prove positively that God exists. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you people wouldn't have any legs to stand on, and you would have been your arguments would have been squashed so, up now, to this point. But so if you believe that God exists, but you're not really a fan of the whole evolution thing. But you sort of believe? Do you sort of believe in evolution, but sort of not really? I believe it's um, evolution. It's not a full. That doesn't tell the, the full story. Right. I believe it's somewhat guided. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's it. I don't have anything to say to it. You know, what it's, else that's your belief. Yeah, it's just a belief. But other people believe that uh, God had everything to do with it, mm-hmm. and then there's people like me that really don't care. Yeah. You know, I'm here now. That's what matters to me. What happened billions of years ago? Academic in my book. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the toll free number. Let's jump back to cops here for a moment, since we've been sort of on a cop theme this week. Uh, this one came in from a listener from mydailyrecord.com, North Carolina. Sampson County deputies hit the lottery on Thursday. Can you believe this? Bing, the bing. cops actually got together and they bought some lottery tickets, and the entire department won forty seven thousand five hundred and eighty dollars in U.S. cash. Oh, wait, no. It was hidden in a black Cadillac. They didn't actually enter the lottery. They stole somebody's money. Nobody's been charged <laughs> with any crime, but the Samson Sheriff's Office has confiscated the large amount of cash, suspecting it was used for drug deals. The money was found after a traffic stop by the Highway Enforcement Awareness Team on uh, Interstate 40. A canine alerted that there may have been drugs in the vehicle, which allowed deputies to perform a non-consensual search. The searching officers found the cash in a manila envelope in the trunk of the car. Quote, any amount of money that's over 8000 or $9,000 can be seized or investigated. Oh, really, Sheriff Jimmy Thornton? Is that true? Maybe that's only true in North Carolina. Because here, uh, well, not here. I say here because I'm so used to being in Florida. Back when we were in Florida, we had a story last week, I think it was last week, about the Bradenton Police Department. They'll take 20 bucks from you. If you've got a 20 in your pocket, they'll take it from you after you've signed a form that essentially gives up your rights to the money. So, I think they're being a little less than honest here. Anyway, the sheriff said, A hearing will be set up and the individual will be able to contest why the money belonged to him was legit. The sheriff said, And how do you think those uh, contestations go Well, for the people? I imagine they probably go... Uh you know, they go really well for the police and the uh, yeah. the powers that be. I'd imagine the odds that you're going to get your $80,000 or $47,000 yeah, back. You're going to have to appeal slim. it. You're going to have to appeal it a few times before you're even going to have really a shot. And by that time, how much have you spent on a lawyer? Right. The sheriff said it's about a six-month process to set up the hearing. So, hey, you just had your life savings taken. Now you get to live for six months uh, before you actually get to go to the hearing to demand or uh, beg, rather, for your money back. He said it's a six-month process, and to determine why the man had a large amount of uh, hearing and determine why the man had a lot of, large amount of money, he said since the dog sniffed out the cash, there's a good possibility it could have been used in drug transactions. Um, hello? I think the studies have shown that pretty much a lot of the cash in yeah. America has evidence of drug transactions on it. And can't they teach dogs to sniff for cash? I think they can. I can't see why they couldn't. Yeah, I mean, cash smells like cash, and if you can train a dog to find smells like drugs, a bunch of a bunch of people have touched a piece of paper. Since the uh, the dog hit on it, alerted the money, which would indicate there are drugs involved, said the sheriff. The driver of the vehicle, who could give no account for having the cash, was given a receipt for the money 
and was allowed to leave the scene with no criminal charges. Is is this bewildering to you as it is to me? The cops make the allegation that, well, this cash is tainted. This cash could be from a drug transaction. But there's not enough evidence, even though we believe that it has a drug uh, history, that we're not going to be able to arrest you. So you go on your way and we'll just keep this safe for you. I mean, doesn't it seem weird? If the guy's a drug dealer, then arrest him on a drug charge and confiscate his cash at that point. Well, that would be difficult to do if he, you know... Right, then you'd have to have some evidence. Yeah. Anyway, the benefit of the traffic unit was demonstrated once again, said the sheriff. If drug dealers want to run their drugs and cash on the roadways in Sampson County, then they have to deal with the consequences. Sampson deputies were also busy Saturday night offering operating two DWI checkpoints in the county. It was very successful, said the sheriff, who was on the scene with a mobile magistrate's office and breathalyzer station known as the Batmobile. These guys just have a good old time they out there, name. don't they? They're off, you know, it's, it's there. They're using the Batmobile and the Operation Dimebag. <laughs> he said the final numbers are not in, but several DWI arrests were made. Deputies also found some marijuana. In a vehicle during the checkpoint. Well, they're really keeping us safe, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, they're really... That's great. Uh, DWI checkpoints. You know, that's something else we didn't touch on yesterday when we had all the cops on, on the air with us. But that's another one that pretty much bugs me. The idea that because there are some people who are irresponsible right. and driving while drunk people, means that I have to be stopped and harassed. People could be breaking the law, so we have to stop all the cars. Right. 800-259-9231. I got a problem with that. I think we got an email about the cops here coming up as well. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments. It is your show. It's Free Talk Live. show is Free Talk Live, final segment of the Tuesday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. We do ask that you support the show by voluntarily shopping with us. Head over to amazon.freetalklive.com and buy some stuff. They've got 35 categories of products, everything from the latest and hottest DVDs to books to office products, sporting goods, accessories, baby stuff, furniture. I mean, you name it. If it's at a department store, odds are good Amazon has it. And if it's not at the department store, odds are good Amazon's got it. I mean, they've got high-end electronics, everything you can possibly imagine you can buy at Amazon. But make sure you enter through our website. See, here's the key. You go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and then anything that you purchase at that point, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of. So Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, great way to get your holiday shopping done. I had uh, a couple listeners, uh, in fact, our board op told me that he's doing his holiday shopping. On Amazon.freetalklive.com. I'm going to be buying some stuff for the uh, Christmas holiday on Amazon.freetalklive. The prices are great as is because they're online. They don't have the overhead of uh, those box stores. They don't have to pay rent except for their warehouse somewhere. And so the prices are great. You've got the uh, the also the added benefit of free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their products. In fact, I believe that every product in their grocery store, their new grocery is a free Super Saver shipping product. So great reasons to buy. At Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. You don't even have to lift more than a few fingers, and you get the stuff you you need and want delivered to your door. In fact, I believe you can even gift wrap and gift ship uh, items to people that are across the country as well. So, I mean, you don't even have to do the wrapping if you don't want to. And if you don't know what to buy, get a gift certificate. 
Free Talk Live gets a percentage of those, too. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get a bunch of gift certificates. So, Mark, let's go to the email box. You got one from Zeus about the police. Well, yeah, he has. He's, he believes he's sort of, uh, he sums up this, uh, his two cents on the, the cop saga. When I, right. was gr- when I was growing up, I admired the cops. I thought they were the guys kicking the crap out of the violent thugs and protecting us. Real life superheroes. Then I grew up and realized that the average American cannot, cannot go through their um, whole life without at least one run-in, more likely than not, more likely than not, with these guys. The experiences I and many friends and relatives um, have isn't just anger or hate, but fear. Mm-hmm. There yep. are people who are terrified of cops like they would be terrified if Satan or Hitler himself were standing there. I don't know, I hate Satan or Hitler. But there are definitely people that would let crimes occur to them and will not report them because they're scared of the really? cops. Really? Yes. Wow. Those people are not usually white. Um, mm, I see. And these are completely law-abiding citizens that are no, – there's no such thing as a law-abiding citizen. That's true. There's too many laws for anybody to be a law-abiding citizen. Um, cops, Everybody are not, cops are not law-abiding citizens. Nope. Okay, some being um, so frightened of cops that they automatically assume that they get a, if they get pulled over for something, that the cop is probably going to shoot them in the head or plant evidence on them or throw them in jail. If not, um, at the very least, that they're going to give them hell. Mm-hmm. Um, they're well, very rarely courteous, very rarely nice. I don't know. There are some exceptions. I, I find – see, now when they deal with me, when I deal with them, I usually find myself – Walking away from the interaction, pleased. Well, that's good. You also are an upper class or a uh, upper middle class white man, mm-hmm. middle aged white man driving a decent looking vehicle. Mm-hmm. But if you're a poor person who's driving a beat up old Cadillac or mm-hmm. something like that, then uh, th- their demeanor might be a little different. Especially if you get a cop that's on a fishing expedition, or if you're teenagers and a cop pulls, uh, you know, a car full of teenagers over. Right. And the power that um, the bad cops have, it it uh, it sullies the good cops. Well, I've got a guy actually on the law enforcement forums who's been private messaging me mm-hmm. and essentially saying, you know, he's bummed that he's sort of grouped in with the rest of the bad guys. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel fair to him that uh, he knows there are bad cops out there, and it, and it bums him out that everybody just sort of includes him in that group, even though he claims to not be one of them. And I can understand where he's coming from yeah. on that. It's got to be tough. It has to be tough. You're trying to do your job, trying to protect the Constitution, trying to do what's right. Right. It's like when and people say that talk radio sucks and they haven't heard Free Talk Live yet. Everybody you know? who does a talk radio show out there is a conservative. Right. And, 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 you know, one could make the case that there's a lot of conservative talk radio out there. One certainly can't make the case that Free Talk Live is a conservative Well, even show. if they weren't, to, I don't think you can make that case nowadays with the new progressive but talk still, shows. You can but still, you can still say that they're all so political and it's so uh, typical. I mean, you don't, if you don't like politics, uh, then you're not going to like most of the talk radio out Well, there. I'd say that that's probably true with Free Talk Live, But we're too. different. We're not politics like typical politics. Not typical. We're issues-oriented. I want but, to destroy politics. I know. I know you do. Right. But we're still... Anyway, so I understand how that cop feels. Okay. And, and it's, you know, it's a cross he's got to bear as long as the cops continue to enforce bad laws and as long as the bad cops continue to, uh, continue to be protected by the bad administrators. Because we've talked to cops who have uh, quit 
being police yeah. because they were sick and tired of the regulations and the, the red tape that the administrators throw down on them when they know that the administrators themselves are corrupt. We've had cops tell us that the corruption rises through the ranks, and that's got to be frustrating as well when you're trying to help people and be a good guy and you discover that the bad guys are the ones that are in charge. You want to talk about frustrating? Oh, my gosh, I can't imagine that. And then... I mean, you know, how can people not paint police as bad if a police department is bad? Yep. There was one guy on the Free Free Talk Live BBS that came over from the law enforcement forums that admitted that some entire departments are corrupt. Yeah. And he just sort of shrugged it off. What are you going to do? What are you going to do is what he said. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, going on with Zeus's email here. Well, while it may be going overboard into paranoia, he's talking about, uh, you know, being scared that cops are going to shoot them when in a pull in a uh, what do they call it pullover? Yeah, roadside pullover. Roadside or something. pullover. Yeah, I'm sure there's a more cop term for yeah, it. I don't know. something better. Um, anyway, you've got to wonder if you're a cop, just what is it about your profession that instills a level of fear or anger or hate in the same level as that of armed terrorists and monsters in people? Boogeymen. The violence. What do you think? I, I don't know. I know that uh, I know that if I was a um, it was my job if I was a photojournalist and I had a uh, camera with me, I'd be spending as much time as possible um, videotaping interactions between uh, police officers and black men because I know that inside you know I keep doing it long enough, especially if I'm covert, I'm mm. going to get something good. Oh yeah. Sure. And how about Hispanics now? How about with the uh, the immigration yeah. fervor in this country? How do you think they're going to get treated? Just keep an eye on them. How about Muslims? People wearing, uh, you know, Muslim stuff. I don't I don't think that that happens so much. Well, why? Uh, it's class issue. What do you mean? Well, I think that, uh, you know, it's the lowest classes that have the most to worry about from I the police. I from the police. Yeah. I got you. Unfortunately. So is that it from Zeus? That's it from Zeus. So why is it that people are deathly afraid of the police? Some really are. I mean, there's neighborhoods, you know. I don't have anything. uh, I'm not driving around with uh, weed on my person. But when I get uh, flashing lights behind me, when I was here in in Keene for the first few days, I was driving through downtown, and there was a cop that was right up behind me. You know how they get right up behind you. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm getting pulled over already. And you get the, you get that adrenaline surge. I don't yeah. know if you get this, Mark, but I do. Absolutely, why am I getting I an adrenaline surge? It's because I've seen so much uh, negativity from the police, not necessarily in person, but uh, in instances in the news from friends of mine that have been uh, treated poorly by the police, and they are scary people. I don't want to be scared of them. I, I know they're just people, and I know they've got problems like everybody else. I know all of this, but it doesn't prevent me from having that rush of adrenaline that happens when they when they get behind me. Now, luckily, he wasn't actually pulling me over. I sort of moved to the side. He moved on, and that feeling went away. But you never know what's going to happen. You never know if they're not going to take kindly to you and then throw a, a crack rock in the back of your car and then arrest you. Well, I don't worry about that happening. I mean, that's not one of the concerns that I have when um, dealing with police. But I can tell you that every time I drive along and I see a police car, I notice them and I spend more time looking at them than I do at any other car. Mm. Um, you know, if if I drive by a uh, you know a, a maroon Outback, I don't spend any time looking at that car. But if I see a cop car, I pay attention to it, and that's because you know they're just 
uh, they could potentially be a problem for me mm-hmm. because everybody breaks laws. The speed limits are set so low that um, you know you you just break them. They're, the speed limits themselves are just they're just fundraising, uh, you know, mechanisms for the local and sure. state governments. Well, they believe that uh, they're doing the right thing uh, by enforcing speed limits. They believe that they're uh, helping people stay safe. But in fact, it's just a it's that's just a conflict between us and them. And they speed too, which is silly, of course. Yeah. And they you know, sometimes they'll turn their lights on to speed, but no who's gonna pull over a cop that's speeding you in can't. a cop car? You can't pull over what a cop. What if I went after him and tried to, to you know do a citizen's arrest? You know what you'd find out who's in charge and who's the citizen I, real quick. I think one of the reasons why people are so afraid is because they represent power. Just virtually unbridled power that could be unleashed on you at any moment. It's Benny in here with you. And Mark. Back tomorrow night online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. DVD. Books. Music. Instruments. Periodicals. Computers. Software. Electronic. Photo. Cell phone. Office product. Home and garden. Bed and bath. Furniture. Kitchen. Pet supply. Automotive. Hardware. Apparel. Shoes. Jewelry. Grocery. Healthcare. Sports and outdoors. Toys. Games. Used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 